So as we get ready and we look at the new year, 2020, we kind of, you know, it's that, as everyone has said, it's that time of year in which we reflect a little bit on the past. But going into 2020 is not just a reflection of the past year, but the past decade. As we, you know, as you sit down and you think about it, wow, 2010. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, it really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> in those 10 years, Deneen and I have lived in two different locations. I've had a couple different jobs with different companies. We both completed our master's degrees. Our youngest son was a freshman in college. Okay? And let's be realistic, this church wasn't even started. Now, we come to this new year of 2020 and we, we begin, okay, what do I want this year to be for myself? What do I want out of this coming year? What do I want out of this coming decade? Again, putting things into perspective. I told you our youngest son just was, was a freshman 10 years ago. 10 years from now, our oldest granddaughter will just have turned 16. Okay? That's, that, that's a scary thought. Having just been with her for the last several days and her turning 16. But where will we be? Where do we want our life to be? We can't really look at it and say, well, this is what it's going to be like. Because we've never experienced it. But what do we want our, where do we want to be? What do we want to see happen in our lives? And how do we go that way? Now, we can't get very specific and say, I want that job with that title and, you know, we don't know what God has in store for us. But we know that we want to be faithful in what God has planned. So how do we take, take control of some of those things? So as we look at the word new, okay, really, there's very, thing, very few things that are new. Our son this past couple weeks had to go out and buy a new car. After having an accident and totaling his car, he had to go and get a new car. He got a 2017 Subaru Legacy. But it wasn't new. It had a previous owner. New for him. But someone else had already experienced it. Now when you think about it, all cars, no matter what, aren't new. Someone's driven it 
onto the truck, someone's driven it off the truck, and it was owned by the dealership before they ever sold it to you. So a car is never really new. Okay? There are very few things that we can actually say are new. When we look back over time, and you've heard people say, the good old days. Now, the good old days are only good because they're remembering the good things about those days. We had a pastor when we were growing up in a small town down in Lake City, small church. Every single illustration he had that I can remember, okay, let's say, I'll, I'll clarify, that I can remember was about the Depression and the good old days. Now, the only thing I knew about the Depression was what I saw in Waltons. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? But to him, those were the good old days. It's something that he remembered and was, had fond memories of. Someday, we will look back at times today and say these were the good old days. For whatever reason that we choose to see the good part of that day. You and I have all experienced bad things. And we will never remember those things as the good old days. But there are times around that that we might look back and say, you know what? I'm glad those things happened. I'm glad that those things took place because my life would have been different if they hadn't. But it's taking control of those things. The word new actually means this. Something that no one else has ever owned or had the opportunity to experience. Something that no one else has ever owned or had the opportunity to experience. 2020 is brand new. No one's been there. No one's experienced it. And no one except for God has seen what it's going to be. However, we get the opportunity to go through it. We get the opportunity to experience it. The new year has been full, is full of questions and full of opportunities to experience God, to experience life, and to experience those around us in a brand new way. Turn with me, or you watch us, uh, here on the screen, Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. It says this, Continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful in, in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open the doors for the word to be declared, uh, to declare the mysteries of Christ on account of 
which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which with is, excuse me, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Now I want to read this to you in the complete Jewish Bible. Okay? Just verses uh, 5 and 6. And it says, Behave wisely towards outsiders, making full use of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be gracious and interesting, so that you will know how to respond to any particular individual. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have to be here. Father, I just pray that the words that come out of my mouth, may they be your words. And may our hearts be open to be touched by you. And we ask this all in your name. Amen. When Pastor Cindy had asked me to, if I would be wanted to preach this morning, I, I, I said it, was my, it would be my honor. And as I was thinking about it, and the word opportunity kept popping into my head. Now, yes, we have, I mean, part of why I'm preaching this morning is this is going to be my last Sunday here as far as being officially here every week because of an opportunity we have in Dallas. But the word opportunity just kept flashing through my head. And at one point I was driving to work and I was driving and thinking about what was going to be happening in Dallas and, and the things that needed to take place and some of those pieces. And I was thinking of the opportunity. And I, all of a sudden it hit me. Opportunity. And I started thinking about it and looking, and I got home and I started looking things up. And today we want to look at seizing the opportunity. But I want to take the word opportunity and break it down a little bit. Okay? Opportunity means a favorable junction of circumstances. Or a good chance to advance or progress. Now, when you look at the word opportunity, the very first two letters, op, the prefix, we opt in or opt out of choices. The word opt, that little prefix, means to choose. What do we choose? You know, the Bible is full of choices. Our lives are full of choices. Adam and Eve chose to eat the forbidden fruit. Noah chose to build, a, to build an ark. 
Abraham chose to get up from his homeland and travel to a place that God was leading him, and he didn't even know God. The Chaldeans didn't know who God was, but he did it. Moses chose to lead the Israelites out of, out of Egypt. When Joshua got everybody to the promised land and they were settled in there, he had, at the end of his life, he had this choice that he gave to Israel. In Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. And if it is in your eyes, if, excuse me, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Jesus made choices as well. He chose to leave heaven to come down as a baby to live on this earth. He also chose to follow God's plan, his Father's plan, to die on a cross for you and I. We'll take a look at that in a little bit later as well. But choices. What choices will you and I have in 2020? What choices will we have this afternoon? Where to eat? I mean, now come on now, that's, that's an important thing. <laughs> but we have choices what we eat could cause indigestion and we suffer the rest of the day or it could cause that we eat too much and we feel kind of you know overwhelmed <laughs> but we choose we choose. 2020 is one of those years, as we look at it, that builds to 2021, that builds to 2022. It's the choices we make today that will build our lives for what's to come. And that's scary. But we choose. We have choices. But how do we know we're going to make the right choice? Which brings me to the second part of the word opportunity. Tune. To focus attention. Eric, can I have the slide, please? Now, I don't know about you, how many of you remember, you know, the TVs and the radios like this? Okay? I can guarantee you that my dad had the first remote control in our neighborhood. It was called, Boys, Get Up and Turn the TV. <laughs> and we would get up and turn the channel and fix the rabbit ears and make sure everything was right. 
and you turn the radio and you gotta just get it just right to make sure that that lines up. You know, there's a thing, we don't see it now because tuning has come a long ways. It's now digital and everything is very precise. But there was a thing then, it was called static. <laughs> I was really good at playing static. I don't know about anybody else. But there was also another thing called ghosting. Ghosting is when you would see two different TV things going on at the same time because you didn't have the rabbit ears quite right. Or you would turn the station and you would hear someone else, you would hear two different radio stations going on. It was really funny when they were playing the same song. <laughs> and you thought you had hit it, and then all of a sudden they start talking two different things. But how do we know when we get the right voice to listen to? My dad was also one of the, probably the very first channel surfers in the, in the world. He would be watching two different football games, and we would be getting up and changing them in between listening to a baseball game and reading the sports section. <laughs> so every time there was a commercial, we would have to jump up and change the channel and make sure that everything was right, and of course they were never near each other. But you know, it's all about fine-tuning that station. Fine-tuning our hearing to the proper spot. Getting a clear picture was never very easy on the TV. And you know, it's never really easy for, for us as well to get a clear picture of what is going to happen in the future. Because we can't see the future. We don't know. We end up playing the what-if game. What if I make the wrong decision? What if I make the right decision, but I don't, I don't give it my all? What's going to happen? Or we look back and play the what-if game. You know, hindsight's always 20-20. But sometimes the what-if game isn't about the decision you made, but the decision someone else made. In making the choice and the decision that we made to take this opportunity in Dallas... Deneen and I had sat down and we had kind of laid out a plan, so to say. I had applied for a job internally within our company and I said, you know, if I get this job, that's kind of like the, next, the only promotion I could see for myself within our company. And they gave the job to someone else. And I said, well, okay, we had looked, been looking at Dallas and trying, you know, seeing the different things going on down there. And, and we had said, well, you know, if something happens before the end of the year, 
that's good. If not, we're going to stay right here and, and just work the same job and, and keep going on. But the opportunity and, and, and fine-tuning things took place. I had applied for a job with it was a senior management job, and I was one of three people that got passed on to the general manager. But I was the only outside person that got passed on to the, to the general manager. And he calls me up, and the very first thing he tells me, he says, you know, Greg, it's very difficult to put someone into a senior management position from the outside. But your resume is so impressive, I still want to talk to you. And we got to the end and he said, I need to get you into my system for the future. Well, a couple days later, I got a phone call from one of the first guys that I had interviewed with, and again, all my interviews were done over the phone. The opportunity to fly down there didn't happen because their airplane never made it here to Minneapolis for me to get on, so it was canceled the night before and all that sort of thing. So I hadn't met anybody. He calls me up and he says, I want you to apply for this position, which is the one that they hired me for. They turned around and it was kind of quick. They get called and said, you know, let's do this interview. And basically the interview was, how you doing? Are you still interested? Okay, that's good, fine, dandy, said and done. But it's trying to find out if that's the right spot. But when they came back with the offer and everything else and it all just kind of fell into place. Now, since then, Denise had opportunities. The school district's trying to get her to have a full-time job next year and all this sort of thing. And we've already kind of set this path in motion. But do we sit back and say, you know, what if? We can. All it's going to do is hinder us from the opportunity we have set before us. So you go in and you go do it. Proverbs 17, 24 says, the discerning person focuses on wisdom, therefore, or before him, but a fool wanders to the ends of the earth. Colossians 3, 2 says, focus your mind on things above not things here on this earth. And then we all know the Philippians, as Paul is ending his letter to the Philippians, in chapter 4, verse 8, he says, In conclusion, brothers, focus your thoughts on what is true, what is righteous, pure, lovable, or, or admirable, on some virtues, on some virtue or something praiseworthy. Honing in, tuning in, focusing on God. It's how we know that the choices we're going to make 
are going to be the choices that God wants for us. Yes, we might miss it. But when we go at it with our whole with with our focus upon God, he's never going to leave us there. The song said it. We may not see him working. We may not even feel him working. And there were times I could tell you in this whole piece that we sat back and I said to myself, God, are you even there? Do you want us to live near the kids and help out? Or do you want us to stay here? And not hearing a word, I felt discouraged. Not knowing what was going to happen. Being turned down, being rejected, not hearing anything from places where you apply. It's those things that can discourage you, but you've got to keep focused. You've got to tune in, fine-tune, get closer and closer to the real thing. And the only way we can do it is by thinking of God, focusing our attention on Him through prayer and reading our Bibles. Opportunity. The choice. Tuning in to God. And then we have the suffix iti. I-T-Y. And I didn't even think anything of this. It's just three little letters. What could that three little letters mean? It means to what degree do you get into it? Iti means to what degree or what state are you going to get it, are you going to deal with? Opportunity. Now, I kind of said this before, but you know, we can go into something and say, what if I'm making the wrong decision? And we put our toe in the water. Well, if it's the wrong decision, I can back out really fast. Or what if it's the right decision, but we don't go at it wholeheartedly? What would happen if we would have? We may have had a good thing happen, but what would have happened if we would have given it our all and seen the whole picture take place? To what degree do we get involved? So many questions. So many decisions that you and I have to make today, tomorrow, 2020, between now and 2030. So many things. To what degree are you and I going to jump into the opportunities that God has laid before us? Moses had many choices in his life. He made some good ones. He made some really bad ones too. But when God, when he was with God up on the mountain, in Exodus chapter 33, verse, starting at verse 14, he had this conversation with God. 
And he, God, said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he, Moses, said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and your people? Is it not your going with us that makes us distinct? I say, let's see, I and your people from every per people to the face of this earth. Excuse me. In other words, makes us distinct before the whole world. Okay? And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, if you don't go before me, I ain't, I'm not having it. I'm not going to go there. We can make that same stance. We can say before ourselves, if God, if you don't go before me, I'm not going to do it. You know, God will even go before us if we make a wrong choice. He'll still go with us. He'll still watch over us. We may have consequences that we have to face, but he's still there. He doesn't throw up his hands and say, oh, you know what? They blew it. Sorry. He goes with us. He's right there with us. Going back to the choice that Jesus made, there on the cross, in Luke chapter 22, starting at verse number 39, and he came out and went as it was his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to that place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from, from them about a stone's throw away and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of falling blood down to the ground. Even Christ had a choice. He had a choice. He could have said, you know what? It ain't happening. Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm over. It's over. And went back to heaven. He had that right. But he chose to go through with it. He chose to go through with the plan. And, it, and with that plan, you couldn't go in and just put your toe in it and say, I'm just going to touch the water. I'm not going to get involved. It was all or nothing. 
And when it's God's plan and we're all in with it, God will take care of us. The opportunity. What opportunity do you have right now? What opportunity do you see in 2020? Where do you see yourself going? And what do you see yourself happening all around you? Danina, if I could have you come to the piano, please. Who are you listening to? How are you focused in? Are you focusing your attention on God? Are you listening to all the ghost voices that might be right there also happening around you? Get that tuner fine-tuned to where you hear God's voice clearly in your life. To what degree are we willing to follow? If God is leading us, are we willing to jump in wholeheartedly? Are we willing to give it our all? I have this little phrase that as I was preparing this message, I feel God gave me. And it says this, I choose today to focus my attention on Christ. I will follow as he leads, serving him and those he brings into my life, seizing every God opportunity as he goes before me. We have a choice. We have an opportunity. I'm going to read this one more time. And if that's how you feel, to see 2020 or even the next day, I want you to stand up. And, we're going to, and then we're going to repeat it again in small phrases so that way you can say it with me. So as I read this again, if this is how you feel, I want you to stand and we're going to pray this phrase as we end this time. I choose today to focus my attention on Christ. I will follow him as he leads. Serving him as those and those he brings into my life. Seizing every God opportunity as he goes before me. If that's you, I want you to stand this morning. We're going to pray. We're going to say this together, and then we're going to pray. And then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Cindy. Repeat after me as I break this down. I choose today to focus my attention on Christ. I will follow as he leads me. Serving him. And, br- and those he brings into my life. Seizing every God opportunity as he goes before me. Father, we just pray to you, this, we just come to you this morning. We see the opportunities that will be coming. 
And we choose to follow after you. We choose to focus our attention on you. And we choose to seize every opportunity to follow after you in every step wholeheartedly as you lead us, as you go before us. We thank you that you are willing to do these things with us and we don't go by ourselves. Father, I just pray a special blessing on everyone here. I just ask, Lord, that you would lead and guide every person. Not just today, not tomorrow, not just tomorrow, but Father, throughout the next year, throughout the next decade, throughout the rest of our lives. Father, that we may be able to focus our attention on you and that we may be able to touch others for you. We ask this in your name. Amen.